Well, here's another episode of More Than Music, Zane. It? It's every single week something exciting happens, and this week the festival season is upon us in a in a, in a strange way. But it's still great to speak to artists that perform at these festivals and do some great things. Oh yeah, this is the Reminisce Carnivale Festival Special. Yeah, the festival's right here. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've got John Course. As a DJ, things I could do was play music. So I had my Saturday night broadcast, which was an amazing experience and connected with so many people. And we have Generic. I was actually in the crowd when they performed at Rove McManus. And uh, I took my presets T-shirt off and threw it to Kid and the drummer, and we've known each other for a very long time, and the vibes are always high. So was, I'm really looking forward to hanging out with the guys again. But wait, there's more. We've also got <laughs> Kim from the presets. Someone in the middle of the crowd decided to come through with a solo wheelie bin above their head, and they're just sort of walking through the crowd, dancing with this, you know, wheelie bin above their head. And you know what? All of them have such great things to talk about, such an interesting story to talk about. And with the festivals, you know, with John Course as well, getting the top 50 in a weird order from, you know, the crowd who, you know, vote for the top 50, it would be a crazy feeling to kind of put all these songs together and create such an amazing story to tell at the festival. Dude, that's the thing I like about Reminis. I love about Reminis Carnivale. Mm. Like, it's John Chorus does the top 50 dance tracks. Yeah. It's all voted by the people. Yeah. And that whole idea is great. Like, his, his tracks, are, and, and it'd be difficult. I, I, I love that concept. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, imagine like waiting around and waiting for your song to come up and going, okay, cool, this is my song. I've voted for this, and this is what's going to play next. Or Some, it doesn't somehow. come up, and you just go, well, I'll buy a ticket next year. Well, you have that problem when it doesn't come up. Well, this is our chat with John Course. <laughs> the first time I actually um, got exposed to your music was the tail end of last year with uh, with just a little, and it's such a cracking track. It was a like an awesome remake of the was it the Liberty X? Yeah, I mean the original was like an R and B jam. Yeah, and I kind of liked. Obviously, I'm a house music DJ, so I was like, I love the vocal hooks of that track, but. You know, it was obviously a slow kind of one-hit wonder in a way. I don't think they did much else. And um, really great record. And I was like, I think this would work as a house track. And uh, so I kind of put the beats together and, um, yeah, it's got a good flow. So I was super happy with it. It's such a great vibe. And did you did you have any, like, connection with that track beforehand or was it just this is, this is an awesome track I made as well? Actually, it come on the radio and my wife said to me, this would be a good song to do a cover of. And I was like, actually, it would. <laughs> so that's where the seed started. And we just played, I just played around with it and, um, yeah, kind of got a vibe going and then found a vocalist and, you know, that's the end result. But, yeah, I was super happy with it. That's sick. And, and you've obviously dropped it in a lot of your sets and um, you've played uh, everywhere. I, I, I always see your name in some of the biggest festivals um, across Australia. So with festivals, and you've got one coming up real soon, the, the Reminiscent Carnivale in uh, Melbourne, what, um, what, what's one of your uh, most memorable moments uh, in your sets that you've played in the years that you've been playing? I mean, there's a big party used to happen in Melbourne on New Year's Day called Summer Days and... I remember it was, uh, I looked at the weather report and it looked pretty sketchy. So I had Moby's Raining Again kind of ready to play. And I saw these umbrellas go up in the very back corner of the festival. 
and I thought it's going to rain. And by the time I'd got raining again playing, like it hadn't rained for everybody and then the rain started and people just thought I had some connection with, you know, like <laughs> nature or something. So that was a pretty amazing moment. Oh, that's awesome. But it was really, yeah, it was just <laughs> like um, let's bring in the 3D rain effects from the sky, you know, like it was it was epic. How is John so Claus doing this? <laughs> <laughs> the rain dance man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was really just, um, you know, it's just a little bit of positive planning and thinking, well, you know, if it rains, will I pl- I'll play that record. It was massive at the time because this was 2008, so it was like 14 years ago now. And um, I was like, if, if it does rain, that's the record to play. But I just got the timing right and, you know, within 30 seconds of the song starting, everybody, you know, there was 20,000 people in front of me and they were all getting wet. So it was kind of like just the perfect moment. Well, it would be cool to uh, make a COVID song and get rid of this COVID though. That would be great. <laughs> Go away, COVID, and then just hopefully the world will just listen. It is... And an amazing experience to have the presence of John Course on our show because we love him so much and he does always plays some of the best music as well. Um, he's going to be performing at the Reminis Festival, Reminis Carnivali Festival on the 19th of September. John Course, you're hanging out with us. Yes, Reminis uh, is an event that happens in Melbourne and it's kind of like a, similar to the Triple J Hot 100 in a way because all the people who buy tickets get to vote for their favourite dance songs and we compile everybody's votes and I basically play it in the order that everybody voted for it. So it's pretty epic and the atmosphere is great because people want to know when their song's coming up and and the order of the songs is completely different to how you would normally potentially program a set. So mm. it kind of creates a different atmosphere. You can have a song that's 140 beats a minute and the next song's going to be, you know, Praise You by Fatboy Slim that's 110 and I've got to work out how to fit it together. How do you, how do you find, like, doing that? Like, if a, if a song doesn't mesh well, what, how do you find um, pairing it? Well, you kind of get creative with some acapellas or um, looping some beats or just trying to, yeah, you know, some tricks on the CDJ because obviously you can loop stuff and, Echoes and delays with the mixer, so you just need to get creative. Well, obviously, you can do this because you you're you're a gunner. The man. Yeah, you're the man. You're <laughs> the man. <laughs> so this is going to be crazy. Um, and you know you, you got to check it out. John Course, he is um incredible on the deck. So it, it's going to be a good experience to uh, oh, sorry a great experience <laughs> to hang out with him. Um, obviously, you've got a lot of stuff coming up um, with the festivals and the um, you know your, your shows. Music wise, how's the production going with your um, how's the production going? Yeah, back in the studio. Uh, back in the studio on a few things. I had a follow up to um, just a little a song called Love Is late last year with the one and only Sergeant Slick, who everybody kind of knows from his massive ABBA Gimme, Gimme, Gimme cover version that was huge. Yep. Um, so I've got another track coming with him that we're in the studio just finishing off at the moment and then a couple of other little bits and pieces that I'm playing around with uh, on my own. So, yeah, there'll be something else out definitely in 2021 and then we'll just take it from there. I've done a couple of remixes recently. I remixed The Fog, Been a Long Time, which is a classic house record, um, and I've also done a remix for James Ash, who is uh, formerly of the Road Traders. He's got a solo project 
and we're putting it out on my label, Vicious, and I did a remix and a piano kind of dub for that. So that's coming out in the next month. So a few bits and pieces, yeah. I mean, it's just tossing up time between studio and running Vicious Recordings and um, DJing myself. So, you know, there's a lot to fit in there, but it's been good to get back in the studio, I have to say. It's been fun. Well, that's what a lot of uh, a lot of DJs we've spoken to and producers have spoken to um, have said, not focusing on COVID too much because, look, we all know it sucks, but it's given <laughs> us some time to actually sit back and, and spend some time in the studio that you wouldn't usually have. You're usually busy like mm. running to yeah. a, a concert or running to a festival or to a club. Now you, you're forced to, but it would have been a – did you find it was a difficult transition or was it just straight in, get it sorted? Um, not really. I mean, throughout last year, obviously, I'm based in Melbourne, so last year we had a pretty hardcore lockdown with literally a curfew that you couldn't leave the house after – 9 o'clock at night until 6 a.m. the next day. And that went on for about probably six months. So I was doing a DJ set live on Instagram, Facebook and Twitch from my house every Saturday night. I did 42 weeks in a row um, on a Saturday night and that was kind of like I really found that was a great outlet during COVID. I mean, one of the things about about COVID and being in the arts, whether you're a, a DJ or a musician, you know, is there's always a lot of things that you don't get time to do. And I think rather than looking at the negative, I think you have to try and go, this is out of my hands. I can't control when COVID's going to be finished. So what can I do so that when it does finish, my career's in a better spot? And that could be anything from, you know, updating your socials to make sure that your bio and all that stuff is correct. And this applies to almost anybody who's in their in their own business. Like it could be, you know, you've got a makeup shop. Well, what could you do while you're shut? You can improve your, you can improve your stock. You can improve how you present stuff. You can look at your socials. You can do so much stuff. So my kind of mentality was right along. What can I do? Well, I can get back in the studio a bit more. I can do my Saturday night broadcast, and that's what I kind of concentrated on. And it was just, it was fun to do it, but it made sense as well because it leaves me in a better position now than I was in, you know, a year ago because gigs are out of our control. Well, that's, and that's cool with your Vicious label as well, because obviously uh, music was coming out and your, your Vicious label is always bringing out some great or signing up some great music as well. So you've obviously got a lot of, uh, a lot on your plate, but they're really good quality um, things. So obviously your, your name is still very strong and the Vicious label is very strong. And obviously all your sets are going to be amazing uh, moving forward as well. So with the festival coming up, this is going to be crazy. It's going to be a crazy um, adventure for you for the next couple of years. And I love that idea of um, not like it goes it, with create, any creative um, situation, whether it be music, but it goes, it goes with anything really. If you focus on that negative of course, you're just going to, of course, uh-huh. but of course, you're just going to really, you, it's going to get you down. There's always, always something yeah. else you can be doing to be able to keep that momentum rolling. Mm. Um, I mean, we found it with the show. Yeah, and I think, as I said, you know, that the attitude I think you have to have, and, and it's hard, you know, like, I mean, some people find it really hard to to get motivated in these situations, and that's understandable, but at some point, you kind of have to stop and just go, well, it's, I, I personally can't control what's happening with this. So if that's out of my control, what can I control? And then once you realise the things you can control, you can control whether you go out for a walk. You can control whether you call your friends and say hello and pass on some love to your mates. You know, 
that's stuff that you can do. And as a DJ, things I could do was play music. So I had my Saturday night broadcast, which was an amazing experience and connected with so many people in a really bad time. And for three or four hours on a Saturday night, there was people in the message in the chat room as part of my broadcast just going, hey, this is awesome. We're just forgetting about what's going on in the world and we're spending a Saturday night dancing around our lounge room or our backyard or wherever it was. And, yeah, I think it doesn't matter what you do, you've always got to focus on the things that are within your control and try and let the things that you can't control just do their thing. Yeah, see, I get that for sure, for sure. And how great would it have felt to be able to get messages? like Not that you were doing it for that purpose, but to get messages like that going – Shit, I, I go out there to perform on a stage at a festival and whatnot, and you see people actually their reactions. But in that time, it was seeing their messages forward, going, yeah. "Oh shit, I'm, I'm actually yeah. I am making a difference in such a crap time." Yeah, I mean, the ironic thing is that you're, you know, you're socially kind of they're saying socially distanced, but really you were physically distanced. Yeah. Socially, it was almost more intimate than it ever had been because you were in somebody's lounge room. And they were talking to you directly as you were playing and you could answer questions and drop requests and say hello to people in real time, which at a festival or at a gig at a club, even though the people are closer, physically they're closer, but um, socially they're almost a little bit further away because you're not in their lounge room and you're not in a chat room with them. So it was a different experience, but it was awesome. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, that's awesome. I think think you've given me a little idea for something to do for the future. But anyway, let's (laughs) talk about... (laughs) What, Zanon in your living room? (laughs) An interactive club uh, messaging board. (laughs) Message John Claus. I'll set out the number now so you can message him when he's at the club. (laughs) (laughs) That was John Claus hanging out with us. Oh, yeah. And... This is cool. Like, we get to chat with John Corse, an Australian legend who has been in the scene for a while and he's still kicking goals, still doing festivals and still playing some great music and has vicious records. He, he is a non-stop king of goodness. Yeah, dance music legend. I think everything legend. John Legend? No, no. Unfortunately, John Corse is not John Legend. Well, we have the next best thing. We have Generic. That's He's pretty similar. This is us getting real with Generic. Mad respect. I can't believe the last time we all were together was bloody Festival X. It seems like so long ago. Mm. It was. Well, up until, well, two weeks ago, I played in Auckland at a music festival there, Deep Heart and Funky, but that was the last festival I'd played. So it it had been a while and um, it sucks. The the last time we saw you, we were doing push-ups. How's that, how's your fitness level going at the moment? You okay? You you keeping, well, keeping healthy? Uh, lockdown one, I was quite into the push up, so I would have been able to challenge <laughs> like a lot better. Um, come lockdown five, the exercise is at a real low, um, but I'm cool with that because the music's at an all time high. Hell yeah! So um, as you can see, I'm just in my studio at home, and um, yeah, just working on working on music and, and mixes and stuff. So it's all been all been really, really good and positive. I'm excited to hear the the music side of things because um, uh, you, you're always bringing out some cool stuff. Um, what's the what's the next one? Do you think it's going to be? Uh... Um, I think the next one's going to be called Eucharist, and it's uh, I, I actually sang in a choir um, when I was a kid, and uh, there was all this Gregorian chant around, and so I've actually sampled some old Gregorian chant 
in like a tech house <laughs> tune. So I'm not sure anyone's going to like it, but no. I like it. It's quite fun. So um, you got to be a bit different, though. Really, you got to be different. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so I was just looking at the way, like a lot of the guys like Mike and Bibby and Clooney are sampling all this Spanish music and using the horns. And then there's been some great, there's some amazing great vocals in Gregorian chant. So thought I'd have a be able to play with that. And then I've got um, another song that I've just finished up with Benson. Um, great. And art. that's great artist. That's a bit of fun. That's a bit of a, uh, a sample of a 90s R&B record. So there's another one for me. And Do you know what 90s R&B tunes. record right. we're talking about? I'm going or... to put you on hold because I've got beers for this conversation and they're out the front. Just give me one second. Okay. okay. Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Yes. Don't forget your mask, man. Yeah, I like that. Just <laughs> cigarettes and uh, beers. And we need some scotch and whiskey and like leather-bound chairs and all that type of stuff. We're Thank pretty you. much there, man. <laughs> mate, you, you are. That's brilliant. That is actually brilliant. It's good to be stuck in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Wow. We're not getting out. What? I can't believe you did that. <laughs> oh, I thought he was coming in. All right, sponsored I, by Jimmy Brown. I thought you were coming in, man, and, you know... <laughs> That's cool. I would have loved to, but um, unfortunately, right. due to us all being at home, yeah, um, right. we can't be. Hey, um, what happened to the, uh, was it the Seinfeld mug that you... That you uh, oh, that, that's, that's still around. Oh, actually, <laughs> fuck. Oh, no, it's at my ex-girlfriend's house. Oh, <laughs> so, she got it in so, the break. Oh, no. No, I just didn't take it, which is... Extremely silly of me, so uh, I might actually have to send her a text. And That's okay. when I'm allowed to leave the house, I'll uh, go and get it well, yeah. because that was quite an iconic moment for the Festival X tour. It was kind of everywhere with me, and um, yeah, I, now with COVID, I would that mug was probably tainted because a lot of people were drinking out of that mug, <laughs> and uh, that's probably a no go right now. Yeah, and like with the COVID thing, and I hate having the conversation with co- about COVID, but I feel like it's. A massive part of our lives now. What, like, how much of your life do you think it actually changed? Like, you know, career-wise and personal sides of things? Um, well, I was meant to, I played, I decided at the end of 2019 when I came back for Festival X, I was going to stay in Australia. And then I was going to commute to and from Las Vegas when I had shows. Right. Um, and I did that in February. And so I did uh, two Vegas shows in Miami show at Live, and they were awesome. And then um, came back and then we pretty much went into lockdown. And then, so I was meant to be in Vegas once a month, spend three months in Ibiza, had residencies locked at High and Ushuaia. And mm. Life was looking pretty good, playing Creamfields again on the main stage. And then that all just stopped instantly. And, um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty tricky. And so it went from having a job to nothing and being on the dole. So it was like a real, real shock. And like, it's just, I've been very, very lucky where I've got a great support network behind me and being able to get through it. But a lot of people are a lot worse off than me. So I really can't play my, my job's to get paid to play my songs and other people's to drunk people for a living. So I'll, I'll, I'll survive. But um, yeah, a lot of other people just, it's ruined them and a lot of small businesses and, uh, just to get political for a second, the way the government just isn't looking after the music industry at all is pretty crook. And it's um, it's getting pretty pretty sick and tiring, really, for 
musicians alike and, and music festival promoters and club promoters because they're doing it extremely tough. And you saw, like, the UK overnight just opened up. There's lines of, like, two kilometres long to go to a nightclub. And, like, young people, they sort of thrive on going out. And, yeah. And, and having a good time and, and socialising with their friends. And when they're locked up for the, for the better of the community, um, it's, it's great that everyone's been able to sort of commit and lock down and do the right thing, but it's extremely tough on, on your mental side. So um, to anyone out there doing it tough, I feel you. Yeah, man, I, I, I completely agree. that mm. All the arts, uh, in particular music and, and festivals, like people don't realise that, yeah, you can't go out, but... There are just so many jobs and so many people behind what yeah. that that final product when you get there to that festival, and yeah. all those. There's, there's like fifty guys that built. Yeah, it's like fifty guys built the stage, like yeah. one stage. It's like, and that's gone. So, and these people do this all throughout the year for all different types of events, where it be a country music festival, where it be a, a gig with Elton John, like whatever. There's so many jobs out there which are non-existent at this present time and it's it's just really tough and especially because as we all know the music industry is the first one to come to aid like we were the ones that did free concerts for the fire victims and then two months later we've all lost our jobs and no one really cares yeah dude in terms of uh, we're talking about the COVID thing I don't want to focus on it too much but in terms of for someone that is on, on stage you're renowned for just being that lively person that up vibe person just when we had a chat with you at festival x the moment i met i'd met you before i'm not sure if you'd mentioned eric before no nah, i don't like him much <laughs> and i just the moment i sat down with you i was like we're best mates this is fantastic like we're you just so approachable so happy how did that hit for you oh well, yeah that's my thing is i like people yeah um a lot and so when you're stuck at home by yourself it's very very weird um, and just, I just didn't feel myself like at all because my life for the last 10 years has been traveling around the world, luckily enough, and meeting new people, meeting different cultures and sort of just really being able to enjoy myself and, and make other people happy. And I couldn't do that. It was like, you just stuck at home. So for me, it was like, I completely didn't feel myself for an entire year. Um, but, and then slowly I've been being able to come out and feel myself again and then you get thrown down into a lockdown. So you've just got to really look after yourself, really keep connected with friends and thank God the internet's here and you're able to do what we're doing now is Zoom and see your mates or, or do whatever and you've got to sort of just take what you can and, um, yeah, just it, it also it makes you appreciate what you had and uh, that definitely has been the case. But, yeah, um, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, let's let's stop being depressing. I was just about to say, yeah, this, yeah, I'm excited to get you back on the most stage. serious. This now I like it. I like it. My life. It's why it's good to hear the insides of um, you know someone that is so hyped and so you know active and social to hear you know how it's affecting you in in so many ways. But you know what, we have reminisce Carnivali coming up. Uh, you're playing uh, September 19th. That's coming up real soon in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, yes, in, indeed. In Melbourne. Um, so that's going to be cool for you, uh, main stage. Yeah, definitely. It's one massive stage under the Carnival tent. Um, you got John Course that does the countdown from yeah. 50 to 1, which is always amazing. And it's all based on people voting. So go to the reminisce site and get your votes in. Uh, the presets are playing as well and Northeast Party House. So... Um, I haven't seen the presets play for a very long time and I actually 
Good story here, if we can make a bit happy. I've known them since I was a young pup around 2008 and I was actually in the crowd when they performed at Rove McManus <laughs> and uh, I took my presets T-shirt off and threw it to Kim, the drummer, and Rove was like, hey, there's a naked man down here. So, um, yeah, we've, we've known each other for a very long time and the vibes are always high. So was, oh. I'm really looking forward to hanging out with the guys again. Yeah, nice. So, so Kim still has the T-shirt, I assume? No, he gave it back. I needed to wear it. Wear it home. And, and it was his merchandise that I'd bought like three years prior. So, um, yeah, it was a good trade-off. Fantastic. Oh, well, that's exciting because, you know, we're going to speak to the presets as well. So that's, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good chat. I'll make sure that um, he knows that we, we're friends with you too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> de- yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> Ask him how, how my performance on Rove was. He'll, he'll get a laugh out of it. We've had a chat with Generic a few times and every single time we speak to Generic, it is always a bit of fun. And this time, got real. Got real. Yeah, I would consider him my best friend. He is my best friend. Oh. oh and Calvin Harris as well, but you know. He's, yeah, he's got, he's got a really big network. He does. You know, he, he, I love that he was talking about Kim from the presets and, yeah. and going to their concert and seeing them live. Yeah, it's awesome. So, you know what? Let's get Kim from the presets right here. Teddy B and I... A massive fans of the presets. Obviously, everyone out there is very, very um, in love with the presets. We know them for a lot of great music. Um, how are you, Kim? Pretty good, guys. Thanks for the chat. It's nice to nice to see your faces and and speak to someone in this crazy <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> I know, right? I know. With all with all the stuff with with COVID and whatnot going on, have you being able to kind of spend more time in the well, forced time in the studio, more time in the studio? Have you found that it's a no doubt a difficult way to create, but have you found that you've be, it's been a good time to be able to focus on creating? It has been. I have to say that is the silver lining of not being out there touring all the time. Um, you know, putting on those hats constantly and shifting between them can be quite difficult. But then having that sort of taken away somewhat and being forced to be in the studio and I've done a lot of stuff that I wouldn't normally do, scratched a lot of itches that I've always wanted to, but just haven't had the time to. And and that's been really good. Um, you know, it has been hard in some respects. Like I know Julian and I found it difficult last year. We were working on new material. And then when we were forced into the first lockdown, it was sort of like what we do and what we make, like festival bangers and stuff seemed so strange and out of context. So mm. It's been a good time to kind of look at different things that you've wanted to do as part of your musical personality and lots of collaboration and producing with other different kind of artists from different genres. I've always loved you guys uh, purely based on the fact that, um, you know, you, you have your own category. And I think, and I'm, I'm going to put it in a, in a category of you got the presets. I feel like the Chemical Brothers somewhere in there. Like, and I feel like you guys have a really cool um, vibe to you. It's not dance. It's not rock. It's not, it, it, I don't know what it could be, but it definitely is your sound and it's a, and it's a great sound. Um, and I remember always dropping, you know, um, um, all of your tracks and it, it would be like a bit of a rock, like a, a bit of a rocky sort of version to the, the dance songs and, and everyone would vibe to it. It's heavy and it's, and, but it's still so tasteful. Um, Oh, how did it? You. How did it just come about? Like, do you, what's your background in music? Like, is it dance or is it rock? Or is it where? Where did it come from? Well, I mean, growing up, like as a kid, my first sort of love of music was kind of indie rock, and I was a drummer. Um, but but you know, then I just got into everything really—a bit of hip hop, bit of dance music, 
um, jazz, whatever. And both of Julian and I went to music school and studied like classical music. And that's where we met each other. Um, and I just think that, that the, the thing that made the presets kind of what it was, was one day we were, we were in another band and we were jamming once the, the band had finished um, rehearsing and everyone had went, had went home and Jules and I were just jamming on drums and synths and we were playing like this kind of a, a version of what we thought was like ACDC, but <laughs> with synths and drum kit. Um, and it just felt really exciting. And I think that's always been like the kernel of the idea um, of what the presets is about. It's about like, we loved going out raving and we loved like around the time that we met each other, you know, Daft Punk's first album was out. The Chemical Brothers, like you said, was big. Basement Jacks had, you know, where's your head at? And all of the, all that sort of stuff felt like it was drawing from, it was dance music drawing from different genres yeah. and especially with a rock and roll attitude. And I think for us, the rock and roll attitude is very Australian and it's sort of something that we could, couldn't shake even if we tried. Yeah, it's so, yeah. yeah. The energy behind it's amazing. I I remember seeing you guys live. Uh, you yeah, it was at a festival, and I played. Um, I think a couple of sets after you. You guys were there. Uh, another another great band, uh, Art vs Science, which I used to work with uh, a lot, and um, very similar sort of sounds. Very good vibe, and I think yeah, you really attract a really good crowd, and and you always put on a good show because you have those um the, the elements behind you to kind of do it, and yeah, and stage presence as well. Great, great stage presence with you guys. That's awesome. So the chemistry between you and Julian would be amazing still, I, I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> well, it has its moments. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Same with us. I'll keep still maintain. <laughs> I'll maintain the 1.5 meters. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> still banana at him. <laughs> um, no, well, I love hearing that. I love hearing that because anything creative is, is so collaborative and I love hearing that it was so organic that, that creation of your sounds. Um, when it comes to like your stage presence, like Zanon was saying, do you create, like with that shift to creating in a time like this, have you found it interesting or difficult to create for, say, headphones or people listening in a different way, streaming, or are you still creating in the same way? It's been a good opportunity to kind of branch out and try things that you normally wouldn't do or that you wanted to do and you just haven't had the time or the context. So, I mean, I guess I've, Personally speaking, I found it a really great time to start messing around with more down-tempo feelings and more ambient sounds and, you know, stuff that's a bit more soothing and meditative and not like, I mean, I guess it's probably from, you know, a byproduct of being stuck inside all day with, you know, kids wanting to tear each other's heads off and whatever you know what I mean like I don't need the energy in my life of like yeah let's party it just doesn't seem to make sense so um so yeah personally speaking I've found it more interesting and, and more therapeutic to make music that's on the gentler side at the moment so um that's crazy how it, yeah yeah having said yeah. that I've been working on presets bangers all week <laughs> <laughs> we're looking forward to those any um interesting uh, moments that have happened to you uh obviously in festivals besides the fact that uh, a generic ripped his shirt off and um threw it at you at roves um <laughs> Yeah, we just we just chatted with him and he uh, he dropped that little little line for us. Oh, uh, he's always got some kind of claim to fame like that. 
Yeah, yeah. He said that you um gave gave the shirt a sniff and then threw it back at him or something. I don't know what was what that was about. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Look, it, it you you obviously experience a lot of different things uh, when you're out playing in these festivals and um at uh, you know at your shows. Um, anything that stands out, you know, anything exciting that's ever happened to you guys um, backstage or on stage? Um. Obviously, the one thing that springs to mind immediately, and it's, it, it was only because it happened twice and about 10 years apart yeah. in the same city. We we're playing at a festival in Adelaide in like, I don't want to say 2008 or something like that. Um, and it was a part of one of those Grand Prix races, like a closing party, big festival outdoor. And for some reason, someone in the middle of the crowd, there was a couple of thousand people there, Someone in the middle of the crowd decided to come through with a solo wheelie bin right. above their heads. <laughs> and they're just sort of walking through the crowd, dancing with this, you know, wheelie bin above their head. And it was like, oh, that's right. I remember that, dude. That was pretty funny. Anyway, two years ago, we're back in Adelaide and we're playing an outdoor festival and all these people start dancing with a wheelie bin. That's great. Like, in a, in a circle pit. <laughs> We're just like, what the hell? Can't you get a date in Adelaide? <laughs> I love yeah, that. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of crazy moments that, you know, will come to me as soon as I end this interview, but that's the one that... This brings to mind. It's not really that crazy. It's we're, more odd. <laughs> we were it's tra- Adelaide for you. We were going to try and reenact the um, the uh, for my people video, weren't we? The um, with the the pointy hat guy. Oh yeah, the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Some trippers. So your visuals obviously are, are a big, um, you know, a, a big creative side of your, you, you guys as well. Do you obviously work on a lot of visuals for you know your shows and and video clips and and stuff as well? Is that a really big part of your your, your well, music we, production? we're lucky enough to we're lucky enough to be able to work with like really talented artists and graphic designers on that front. You know, um, all of our album covers have been designed by a guy called Jonathan Zawada from like the first EP right up until like the last even the last collaboration we did with Golden Beaches, um, and he's been great. He designed the iconic like you know rainbow skull T-shirt that you mm. that generic would have ripped off and mm-hmm. thrown at me at Rose. Um, and yeah. And so he's been good. It's almost like the, you know, the third member, he's really defined how we look in regards to album covers and, and like tour posters and things like that. Um, same with video clips. We had like a couple of really great, you know, and talented people that we've worked with and, and we and and for the live show, we we sort of try to commission, um, you know, people to design uh, visuals for us in in for every song. So every song has a bespoke kind of visual element to it as well. So um, it's important for us because I think that we've gotten to the point now where you know we are kind of a festival mainstay here and and, in, and also in the states and um. And it's sort you sort of need that aspect to your show to kind of just communicate to the crowd, especially when it's like a, of a certain size. Um, but it's a pain in the ass to do all the time, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's a it's a lot to carry around when you're touring in a tour bus. But 
I think it makes for a good show, you know. Well, we're excited because we um, we started getting our paper mache ready to go for the uh, uh, reminisce kind of Ali party. Um, we're gonna get this very giant uh, flamingo suit for you. I think uh, if that's what Great. was. Can't like. wait. Yeah, so you always uh, just throwing this shit on big me. Big flamingo man. suit ready to go. So we're gonna talk to your um, your dress guys uh, for the festival. That'd be great. I think otherwise, if you don't want to wear it, Tony B will definitely wear it. Um, reminisce festivals on uh, September 19 in Melbourne. Um, we're excited to see you on stage to see what you know what you guys are you know up to with performing wise i'm sure it's going to be amazing because every time i've seen you perform it's been so exciting um and i'm sure 2021's brought even more exciting uh vibes to the to the stage especially with the flamingo outfit that <laughs> b has created um before man, you go yeah. before you go Kim, <laughs> before you go Kim, i just wanted to ask like in terms of um the whole you know, you're talking about all the different types of music you listen to and, and being inspired by that to create the preset sound. What sort of music are you listening to now? Um, I mean, you mentioned you've got a bit, it's a bit more meditative and, and whatnot, but I, I love the whole idea of that whole cross-pollination of, of genres like you were discussing. What sort of music are you kind of focusing on? At the moment, I couldn't really... Let me, let me have a look. <laughs> I couldn't really tell you. I mean, it's sort of like... I'm 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 working so much on our own music and I'm like kind of listening to other stuff that's stuff that I normally wouldn't enjoy but more as references um and it's sort of I mean there, yeah there's this al- ambient album that just came out called um by Neutron 3000 called Lady Burning Sky and it's like a it's an ambient album that actually was released maybe in the mid nineties. And it's just been, it kind of went under the radar and it's just been reissued by Tiger's label turbo. Right. Um, I really enjoy that. It's, 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 uh, it's very like, like I'm of a certain age where, when we used to go to raves, there used to be a chill out room and um, it's very much in that ilk. Like it sounds to me like very sentimental. Like I remember, going to raves in 94 and hitting the chill out room where everyone was like laying down and, you know, monging out to like <laughs> really beautiful, like ambient electronic music. So yeah, Neutron 3000, Lady Burning Sky has really um, been a good one recently. Yeah, that's probably the only one that comes to mind. And then everything else, like, you know, I'm trying to like maintain fitness and do boxing in the garage. So I'm putting on like high energy fitness music which is normally <laughs> stuff that I would hate I think that's good to like work out some music that you don't necessarily like because it just gives you that extra bit of anger I gotta Look say out, that. R- r- pulling out those Nick Skits albums <laughs> Totally, totally. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, look, you know. Um, Respect to Nick Skits. No, yeah, Big time. No. Big time. He's a hustler. What a show. Oh, three in one. John Course, Generic, and Kim from The Presets. And The Presets. Oh, wow. Like, that is, that's surreal to me because I love The Presets. Like, I love John Course and Generic as well, obviously, but The Presets. I'm here with all of my people. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> You know, like talking to these artists from festivals or that play at festivals and get to experience those kinds of things. uh, You know, you never get to talk to these DJs and producers and now you get to hear what they get to say about these festivals and what they experienced before and after and during and... You know, it's just crazy that we get to speak to them. Yeah, for sure. And I love I love the takeaways from festivals like John Cors <laughs> talking about like 
that the rain situation. Oh yeah. And then what like, a song though, dude. And then Kim talking about like the person dancing oh, with a pin yeah, over their head. Their head yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. That's what I. And another thing that I, that's another thing I love about Reminisce Carnival. It's one of those festivals that's just it brings people together, and no doubt you'd have amazing stories after going to one of those. Oh, I would love to party at a festival and just, or even like anywhere Vegas or anywhere crazy with some Australian artists like let's say Fisher. Mate, then you go down to places like Brazil and you can play for like eight hours in front of those pricks and they don't want to go home. <laughs> they just want to stay in front of you. <laughs> you, know? They, you know? They definitely get banged for their buck on their ticket, <laughs> let me tell you. I just love that you say that because no doubt, no doubt you've actually said that on the microphone. It's like, you pricks don't stop partying, do you? <laughs> They just, mate, they're animals down there. They want to go Latin America. It's amazing. You know, they just want to have a good time. I love his vibe, man. <laughs> Look, we've got a very special episode. It's going to be mm. dropping tomorrow. Dude, he's so much fun. He's oh. just so much fun. We dressed up in our festival shirts. Yeah, we had man. a whole bunch of his hard fizz. Damn, that stuff goes down well. Over 18s only. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly, guys. Overseas, he's hanging out. He sees us in our Camilla and our fizz, and he's just like, I miss Australia. I want to come back and party with you guys again <laughs> well look check it out that's going to be coming up tomorrow on more than music